You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a great show for you today to kick off the week. Why do you ask? Because Neela Singh is our guest. She's a leadership advisor. Her firm is Neela K Consulting. Neela, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very grateful to be here. So let's get started with your origin story or your original motivation and inspiration to start your business. Can you take us back in time and tell us about it? Sure. I'll take you back in time. So we have to go way back in time. Tomorrow will be 20 years that I've been in the United States of America. So yay me. I love this country. Um, Prior to coming to the United States, I lived in Trinidad and Tobago. And I lived and I worked in Trinidad and Tobago for 10 years. So I had like various jobs. Um, I leadership for me was non-existent. There was no mentorship. There was just nothing. And it's an island. So everything is pretty laid back. Um, And I'm very fast. I'm very curious. I just want to know everything. So for me, I felt very stifled. Um, I was not growing career-wise. And so um, my husband and I decided to make the trip together. His parents lived here all their life. And we came together in 2003. He was in tech. Um, So he ended up at at a tech company and I was left to my own devices. I had to look for a job and coming here, it allowed me to reinvent myself. I had to learn to interact differently. I remember getting on the New York City subway and saying good morning to everyone. And people (laughs) thought I was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yes, don't do that. But there was just a community attachment to my whole disposition, right? Um, And that was quickly lost because New York City, it's like a jungle, a concrete jungle. But I had to reinvent the way that I spoke, interacted with people. And that was cool because in Trinidad, I would work really hard, but people wouldn't notice me. In New York, I would work really hard and people will notice me. Mm-hmm. They took note of it. And so that was the big difference for me. And the leadership part of it came into, I was working two jobs simultaneously. And as an immigrant, you take the first job that you get. So you have, I was working in a vacuum company and an air conditioning company. And it was funny. One, I wanted to go to work. I was dying to go to work. I was just thrilled to be there. But the other company, I was just, why is it Monday? Why do I need to go here? And the the the, the central, the, the deciding thing for me was leadership. Mm-hmm. One boss used to come to me, do you need anything? Do you need anything from me? Can I help you in any way? Are you you know, having any issues. The other boss, he was just all about the numbers. How did we do today? Um, why is this guy not doing this? And so it was very robotic, the other job. And for me, that curiosity just took shape from there. And like, it's the same person, me, but two different perspectives. Right. And I kind of like observed how toxicity interacted 
or they affected employees in a very negative way. So that's really my origin story and why I aim at focusing on leadership as the central topic for me. That's interesting. When did you relocate, relocate from New York to California? In 2018. In, in 2018. And that was like a big jump for me. That is actually my point of contention when I thought I was just like not going to make it in entrepreneurship. <laughs> I'm like, this is just not going to work. But it did work out, right? So, but that what happened in 2018. So I'm sure over the time that you've been an entrepreneur, you've faced some challenges to getting and scaling a business. Was there a time when you felt that maybe going back and finding a job or in your case, a couple jobs would be the right avenue? Yeah. So that's actually when I re-decided to move. And the reason why we moved was for my husband. His job got eliminated. He was like, you know what? They created a position for me in California. California is great. There are beaches. It's, it's a nicer lifestyle. Let's go there. There's sun. I'm like, I'm just going to get hit in my pocket. I know it. Um, you know, there's just, I built myself up to this uh, certain level of career and I had referrals, I had relationships and I had to go again mm -hmm. and reinvent myself here. And I did, I did take, I did apply for a W2 job and it was just crazy because I was already in that entrepreneurial mindset. And I was just like, this just is not going to work. And I tried it honestly for a few months and I just walked away because it just <laughs> was not, it was just not for me anymore. And um, the pandemic happened, you know, uh, right around that time that right. this was happening. It allowed me to pivot, but also everything just went remote and the need started there was a need. There was a need for my services. There was a need for that building of trust and empathy with a remote team. Um, so, I mean, for me, it was scary for a second, but then it wasn't. It's it's always a little scary when you give up what is perceived to be the security of a paycheck. Um, I've seen that we've had a couple of comments. Uh, Aya said, said that she uh, was excited for the conversation. So welcome to the, there she is. Welcome to the program and thank you for listening. And I hope we don't disappoint you with our conversation. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about your firm. Tell me what you do. I mean, like, who do you help? What do you do for them? And why are they choosing to work with you? So I work with CEOs, startups, and that's my superpower. As soon as they get that check for investment, how do they allocate funds? How do they hire? How do they implement technology? What do they do with that money? And most of these CEOs, they don't know how to allocate that fund, those funds. Um, and they start spending and spending <laughs> and hiring and scaling, and it just goes crazy. So, you know, for me, Getting in at the company in the beginning is important because you lay that foundation where you can build and sustain and scale the right way, where you're not overhiring, where there's just not going to be layoffs two years down the line, right? And you're looking at your burn rate, you're looking at your forecasting, you're looking at your budgets, you're looking at how much you're spending. But most of the, the, the companies that I'm in, it's technology. 
So you're looking at documenting your positions, documenting your codes. So if an employee leaves, you're not going to be left holding the bag. Like, where's the code for this? Like, what did he do? And these things that I talk about is so simple, but it's not being done. And so my company is focused on eliminating toxicity in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Leaders, when you ask a leader, what do you do? They said, sometimes they would say things like, oh, I interact with the clients. No, you don't interact with the clients. You are interacting with employees who are interacting with clients. So essentially, your job is to lead those employees and those employees then, you know, move that motivation that you inspire to the clients. And that's the process, right? You're supposed to be really treating employees like your greatest assets is what I say. Um, And, you know, we have kicked that can down the road so many times that now it's just manifesting itself with remote work. You're seeing terms like quiet quitting. Mm -hmm. Well, quiet quitting is not new. It's been around, but now there is like a name to it because now we have to resolve the issue. And, you know, millennials in by 2025, they would be 75% of the workforce. And we accuse them of being least engaged and they are 55% are not engaged with their jobs. Uh, And, you know, there is like a lot behind that, but, you know, they grew up in a, instant gratification world that we created. We created that. They grew up with social media. You put a filter on the selfie. Everything's cool. Amazon, you you order something, it comes tomorrow. Instant gratification, right? So they're impatient in their jobs. They want stuff to happen now. But it's also validation. They're super smart. They're very confident, but it's based on validation. And so if there is no mentorship or leadership from the top, they will not be motivated to work. And that's what we're seeing all around. You know, it's interesting because I uh, I work with larger companies than that, but many times some of the most systemic issues they face are rooted in earlier decisions that they made when their organizations were smaller. So I. I applaud the work you're doing, Nilo, with early stage companies because it gets hard to undo things that were done when you had 10 employees when you now have 50 or 100. So doing it right the first time feels like to me to be money well invested. You know, I don't know about your experience, but it seems to me even when you say the word entrepreneur, you think of someone many times who's action oriented. Yes. You know, getting things done. And so this concept that you bring to them, which is, why don't you document what you're doing and put together processes, seems to be foreign concept for many of them. What what has been your experience? Yeah, it is foreign concept because, for example, if you implement a tool like Jira, which is a project management tool, how do you use it? How often do you answer the cases? How how much of an interaction between teams do you want? Do you expect to reply within 10 hours, within 24 hours? And so you can't really rule out a process without having um, 
a standard operating procedure with that process because that just does not make sense. Everyone <laughs> has a role to play there and everyone has some sort of action that needs to happen for work to happen. So, but it does not happen. It's like so simple, but it just does not happen. Um, it's and... simple for you because your mind <laughs> thinks that way. It's not simple for people who uh, many times find the act of slowing down actually detrimental to where they're trying to get to. But my experience is sometimes you have to go slow to go far. Yes. Yes. And be deliberate. Yeah. So um, I, I really am enjoying this conversation and I'm hoping that other early stage entrepreneurs who may be listening to us live here on one of the three platforms where we're streaming or later on the podcast and all those podcast platforms take heed of the message that Neela is sharing that I'm trying to support. I'm wondering, as an entrepreneur, have you ever felt isolated in your business or maybe alone as you're leading your firm? Yes. Um, so I'm pretty introverted. So I feel like <laughs> introversion and entrepreneurship goes hand in hand because you, you're, you're, you're looking at the times intentionally that you're spending doing things. And I believe because I work in tech, I need to make sure that I'm keeping up with the latest technology, that I'm doing self-training. Because if you're leading dynamic teams, you need to be able to speak from that experience. Um, you need to have some sort of context when you're going to speak to an engineer about his job or make decisions concerning that. So yes, it is very, very um, lonely. You know, I keep my my circle really small and very tight. But with my recent LinkedIn journeys, I would say that I've looked at it from a different perspective. You need networking to grow your business. In order for me to get out and really grow the business that I want, I need to network. I need to get on events. I need to have a bigger circle of friends. So. It can be lonely, but it needs to change. That perception needs to change. It feels like some of the of your circle of friends are actively engaging in the conversation today. So I want to thank Beth, too, for joining and, and Nicole for bringing some much needed insights, which our producer Haley is curating them and bringing them to the screen. So it's great to see the interactivity. I, I love it. You know, you're filled with good, good advice and best practices, Neela. I'm wondering if of all the things that you've kind of been exposed to and pieces of business advice that you have received as an entrepreneur, is there something that you can pass on to our audience today from all the things that you've learned? Yes, two things. Perfectionism does not exist, right? <laughs> we, you know, we try to hold ourselves uh, to a higher standard as uh, entrepreneurs, and we should. But sometimes you just have to build that website and make sure it's functional and just let it go. Um, you know, it's 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 work in progress as things evolve and situation evolves. You know, SOPs can resolve itself and that evolves as well. So that's the first advice. The second advice is if ever you get into entrepreneurship, please make sure you look into branding. Branding was not something that I looked at just because of my contracts. You know, I couldn't really go online and write a bunch of stuff. But you don't have to be toxic in the things that you write. You can be very value or you can offer a lot of value to your audience and grow your business. And I'm looking at it from 
you know, anyone graduating from school, um, just getting into the job, you know, the workforce, get on LinkedIn, build your brand, build your profile, put out content. It really, really helps, um, you know, your network is your net worth. And that mm. for me is true. So that's one piece of advice I would give to anyone. So there's the headline, huh? Your network is your net worth. That's a good way to say that. Thank you, Neela, for sharing a little bit of your vision and wisdom with us. I, I'm enjoying the conversation and glad to see the energy from the viewers that are participating on one of our three platforms today to make our show impactful for others. I really do appreciate it. Let's let's turn your focus to the future, to tomorrow. Entrepreneurs, y'all have a big, bright, shiny idea of what tomorrow could bring you. So talk to me about what your vision is for your firm and practice moving forward. So for me, I want to be able to release my book in the fall and it will uh, sort of give you a training and step-by-step -step guide of how to lead a remote team. Mm. Um, or it can be just looking at all of the experiences that I've had over the past two decades toxic and non-toxic but it can also be where i offer solutions to people who cannot get who cannot have or don't have an exit strategy for a toxic work environment just because they need that job and they can't escape the job what do you do then how do you deal with things like that so it can go both ways and i've started journaling a little bit every day to mm. get to that point but i also want to be able to hire at the end of the year two full-time employees um, I want to really be able to do a lot more contracts and I have been sort of like restricted in doing them just because it's just me. Um, so I've been typically having two contracts. I want to be able to do some more of those things. Um, so really envisioning the business to grow at the end of the year and, and being able to make an impact is important. So Nicole made a comment about consistent improvement is better than delayed perfection, which is also yes. a, a great thought. Thank you very much for that. That is a that is so true, right? Um, I didn't know that you were even in all the stuff that we've been talking about. As I was getting to know you, I didn't realize that you were going to be writing a book, and uh, I think that is fantastic to share your knowledge in written form like that. And you said it's going to be out later this year. Yes, hopefully in the fall. I, you know, I will, I, I am sticking to that, the fall. It's going to be here in the fall. <laughs> you have to you manifest know. it. You, you got to speak your truth, right? Yes, 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 okay. definitely. So having written three books, if there's any uh, experience-based advice I can offer at any time, please feel free to tap me as a resource. I'm sure you have those in your network that are helping you too. But I, in this day and age, it is appropriate for thought leaders to deliver their message in a variety of platforms, writing a book and getting it published is certainly one of those avenues that has lasting impact potentially, and hopefully some value to the business as well. So that that's fantastic. Um, where are you going to get access to other entrepreneurs who have insights that can help you as you scale your business? Sure. Um, on LinkedIn. Uh, so you have like Aya in the comments, you have Beth in the comments, you have Nicole they're all subject matter experts and they're all very close friends of mine. Um, but that circle has sort of broadened on LinkedIn. So, you know, there are a lot, lots of people at my disposal that I go to, but I even draw from experience that my husband 
um, offers as well because he's in tech. So I keep up to date through him. Um, and, you know, I try to keep up to date for myself. I read a lot. Um, I interact a lot with people. I, I like, I actually do love networking with people. Um, but there's just a wealth of information. And I only, always encourage people to keep self-training, um, keep being curious. That's the way to grow your business. Leaders are readers. Leaders are learners. I mean, there's always a challenge. I see Sarah is rewarding and saying you made a great point in regards to having to meet more people to grow effectively. So there's a there's a community, obviously, around you that is supportive. And there's no substitute for that in business to know that you're not alone because you can be in business for yourself, but you don't have to be by yourself. Sure, right? sure, and, definitely. And the, ne the network can really help you. And it's clear to me you have a strong, supportive group of people that care about you, which is awesome. If someone who doesn't know you yet, Neela, would like to connect with you on LinkedIn and learn more about your firm, where would you suggest they go? So they go to LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash IN slash my name is Neela. And I think that's the best way to get me, you know, slide into the DM, send me a note and um, I'll respond to you. I'm pretty active there. Yes, you are. That's how we discovered you in the first place. And yes. We use and full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, we use LinkedIn. Haley does our producer and she's looking for thought leaders and, and successful entrepreneurs here in Southern California, Orange County, who can bring interesting content to our program. And, you certainly have done that today along with your posse. So it's been great <laughs> to see you and your friends and business acquaintances on there. Um, thank you for your time and your support of the startup community here in Southern California, Neela. Thank you for having me. And thank you to Haley. Yes, thank you to Haley. Obviously, sometimes we neglect to mention her on the show. So I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Neela's episode was episode number 1,418 in our catalog. If you happen to be an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to tell your story to your peers, then reach out to me. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I on LinkedIn. Or you can visit my website. It happens to be the same thing, rickfranzi.com. And we'll put you in touch with Haley and maybe get you on a future program. But until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.